Hello, SEO 101 listeners. WebmasterRadio.fm introduces over 101 reasons to love your smartphone even more. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEO 101 live every Monday or download thousands of past episodes or download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Search Cast, and more. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello, and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Well, how hey. is Sandy to you, my friend? How are you? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm still, we're doing, doing the show by candlelight and a hand crank generator powering my internet <laughs> laptop. <laughs> no, wait, wait, that was last week, no. That, no, that was how you were shaving. <laughs> yeah. No, we're, we're recovering. I'm actually back in the office today. I'm looking over New York skyline. Um, the lights are actually coming on. I can see lights um, where there weren't lights last week, so that's a good good thing. Um, still, there's no power down down in the Jersey City where I'm at. You know, our building has power, but lots of street lights are still out. So there's still repercussions happening. Um, it's not over yet for a lot of people here. That's for sure. And forget the people on the coast; it's not going to be over for them for quite some time, uh, especially with another storm coming this week. What? Really? Oh yeah, there's there's a nor'easter headed this way. It should be here Wednesday, Thursday. Sixty mile an hour winds they're predicting, and very very cold temperatures for Hopefully people who longer have again. homes. Um, winds always bring higher water, so oh, it's not. Grief. Yeah, it's not not going to be nearly as bad as what they've already suffered, but it's not good. Yeah, it's just an insult but I, to injury. But I, I have to make a formal complaint to our producer that country music before our show is something that I can't do. We can eat ACDC, Leonard Skinner. I don't know what was playing on there, but that country music's got to go. Oh, Just say I put down my headset. I literally <laughs> put it down, and I walked out of the room, and then I came back right when I heard the ring, ring. <laughs> That's how bad I hate yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, they man. can't play licensed music. Well... Buy, buy yeah. better unlicensed music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. just, just stream Pandora or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting the right act now. All right, deal with it. Yeah. All right, sure. Okay. <sighs> well, that's okay. You know, I, trauma, trauma. I felt tra- traumatized. So, uh, okay, I, I could talk about that stuff forever because, frank, frankly, the well, whole the whole storm thing was fascinating to watch. I felt horrible well, for everyone over there, but I'm, I'm a bit of an armchair fascinated with storms it's very interesting to watch and we can tie this into seo because I literally you know when i did have power and when i did have my laptop i spent the entire storm working because you know we have news sites and one of our biggest news sites is nj.com the biggest news site for new jersey for the biggest newspaper in new jersey so i was working very hard tracking how people were searching for information about the storm and it was very interesting to watch what happened during the storm from an seo perspective because you know we also had a hurricane earlier in New Orleans, which is also one of our our markets with NOLA.com and the major newspaper down there, Times-Picune. And it was, it was such a – there was a big difference that I saw here 
based on where it was at. Because when I'm when I'm tracking these terms, you're obviously tracking hurricane, whatever the name of the storm was. Uh, it was Isaac in New Orleans and Sandy here. A lot of the traffic, a lot of the search volumes happens right before landfall. And then in New Orleans, the the landfall, when when the storm hit landfall, the traffic literally within a day dropped to almost nothing. It was really interesting that the Hurricane Isaac terms went they were they were huge, driving tons of traffic. Then the day after the storm when it made landfall, boom, almost nothing. With but, Sandy, it was a much, much grad much more gradual drop off. And I, I was worried and I did a lot of research that they were switching from Hurricane Sandy to Superstorm Sandy that everybody started calling it after it was no longer a hurricane. Mm. And it was really interesting to see that the term Superstorm Sandy never ever gained any volume. People were still calling it Hurricane Sandy, even though all the searching for Hurricane Sandy, even though all the news outlets, Weather Channel, everybody was calling it Superstorm. So this just goes to, you know, making sure you do your keyword research, especially when it's an evolving (laughs) event, things are changing, stay on top of the keyword research, keep looking at it, because it doesn't matter what the news channels are saying, it doesn't matter what people are saying, it's, it's that data we get from these tools that tell us how people are searching to make all the difference in the world. So just, just something just about that struck my funny bone, you know, doing research on a storm before it hits and causes damage to, to get doing, marketing for it. It may make sense. I mean, it's good marketing, but it's just kind of funny. <laughs> it's not marketing. It's, it's a new, we're, we're a news site. So we wanted to make yeah. sure that, that we were providing the information that people were searching for. And if they're searching for it, we want to be there to give them that information. If we're using a really good example, when, um, this, the Hurricane Isaac was headed towards New Orleans. People were searching for information about Hurricane Isaac Path, Hurricane Isaac this, Hurricane Isaac that. Our newspaper, until we contacted and said quit, was still calling it a tropical storm because it was still a tropical storm. It's what they should call it because it was news. That's the accurate information. But nobody was searching for tropical storm Isaac because everybody was already, assuming it was a hurricane, was already searching for a hurricane. So... For us, doing that keyword research is like, look, I know this is what it's called, but we want to get the news to the people that are searching for it, so you've got to use the right terms. Hmm. So I wonder, when things, I almost wonder what the progression is. Now, what would make sense to me is at the beginning, you would do the research, you'd find out that the, 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 the term, the storm, would be highly searched before it hits. When it hits and afterwards, it would be more the results of the storm, things like, uh, uh, Hurricane Sandy video. Uh, Yo, yeah, it, exactly. I, Multimedia. There were news stories coming about about um, power losses. Um, there was even a little bit about looters in New York for a while. Um, you know, how do you? Where do you? Big thing this past few days has been where do you find gas? It definitely evolves. The story as a news event evolves. The terms that people use when they're searching information for information about the event or um, the impact of the event changes dramatically day by day, hour by hour. And we, we've actually instituted a war room here in my in my office. We have an SEO social media war room. When an event like this happens, we institute the war room, and we're constantly monitoring how people are searching. We're using Google Suggest which actually Google suggests for news updates pretty frequently as people change their searching habits. So that's, that was really helpful. Hmm. Um, but we, we, have to, we have to monitor that because the, the way people are looking for information changes hour by hour, day by day in these kind of events. Hmm. Yeah, so 
I, you know, you, oh, it would be interesting to see some sort of an examination uh, or a case study uh, analyzing a whole bunch of these events, from earthquakes to you name it, and seeing how, because I, I bet you could be proven, you could prove that it goes from uh, more informational search to multimedia search with a small yeah. amount of news, you know? And, and it also, that's definitely, you know, it definitely does do that. I can tell you right now without doing the case studies, it does do that. Mm-hmm. For fact, another thing that happens is <clears throat> national terms and national, so, so like when we're talking about hurricanes, actually Hurricane Isaac's better because it was more localized in one market where Hurricane Sandy hit the entire eastern seaboard. So, but, but when there's an event that happens that's, that gets national coverage, the national coverage drops off much, much faster than the local coverage. So if you're doing, if you're doing local targeting, um, those terms and those, those kind of things last much longer than the national type of terms to the national coverage. Hmm. Interesting. Well, there you go. Little bits and pieces about how to market during a storm. Well, not market, just get news out. Um, although there is certain overlap, but yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Calling it, I actually have come, I've actually come up with a name for this, and I'm trying to, to figure out a way to coin it. And I should probably trademark it before I say it, but I'm, I'm calling it within our team and with our organization. It's called responsive content. We're responding to how people are searching for our content. It's not reactive. It's it's not. We're not pushing it out there. Call it this. Search for this. We're responding to how people are searching as we create the content. Hmm. Interesting. So, responsive search in a way. I don't know. Yeah, I see what you're going to. Yeah. Instead of searching for what our content is, does that make sense? So, yeah. So, the same content, we're just making sure that we're responding to how people are looking for it as we create. Excellent. Well, um, the next bit I thought we'd get into here was uh, something I've been seeing a lot of lately is articles about. Uh, how people are getting misinformation about SEO right now because there's so much going on. It's there's rampant opportunities for people who don't have a clue to say what they that they do have a clue. And <laughs> they're putting out really bad information, frankly. Um, the the first one I wanted to note here uh, was a, and I, I can't remember what I mentioned in the last show, but it, it bears repeating if I did. I, I saw a guru affiliate guy, so-called guru, I'm, I'm, I'm doing hand quotations, <laughs> um, who, air quotes, air quotes, thank you, air quotes, and uh, they, this guy had so many people going, hey, great, thanks for the tips, oh my god, it was just like, it was disgusting, and he was giving ideas about how it's, it's really quite useful to use Fiverr to hire people to give comment links for you, and to uh, use forums and to do link building, and I just about died. I I I, I was horrified, but I, I thought, you know what? These guys are selling affiliate stuff. I'm not going to get involved. Uh, in a way, it's a good thing because I don't want them to get top rankings for any of the stuff they've got going anyway. But it was horrid. I, this guy was supposed to be a guru, <laughs> and he's probably making money hand over fist. You have to tell me after the show who this was because I'm I'm actually speaking at Affiliate Summit in January, so I'm speaking on WordPress SEO. So I'm I'm gonna have to debunk some of these things at the affiliate conference. (laughs) Yeah. So when it comes down to it, everyone, comments and forums, they're a fantastic place to be and and to to build relationships, but don't consider them a link medium. They simply are not. There you go. Lost you for a second. Ah, yeah. yeah. Don't consider it a link medium. Now, 
uh, overall, links are simply not easy. If they are, be weary. You know, there, there are occasions where you'll, you'll get lucky and you'll find, and you might even discover your own method that gives you a decent quality link that, and that's just because it, it makes sense. It's something that's logical. It, it's, you're not uh, lowering the quality of the internet. You're not spamming anyone. Uh, you're genuinely adding value to whatever you're reading or you're writing. That's fine. But otherwise, be very wary. Yeah, and, and you might. This is. And tell me if you agree, Ross, or not, because because you deal with a different different segment of the business population than I do. But in my mind, if you're paying someone to get you a link, and I'm not talking about paid linking, I'm not talking about buying links. I'm talking about the work that's involved in getting a link for your site. If you're paying less than a hundred dollars a link, it's probably not going to be a quality enough link for you to pay for that work in the first place. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Although that is a hard sell these days. Uh, oh yeah, I, yes. yeah. Like working with small businesses, they still hear so much about the other type because on, on, oftentimes they're behind. Um, and and the the fact is, uh, it's an uphill battle trying to explain that. Um, hopefully, they've listened to me enough to know that I'm not just spinning a story, you know. But you never right. know. Sometimes they just don't listen. And you know, we're we've imposed a whole new link uh, regime, which is all about um, creating excellent content and finding one place and only one place and targeting this one place and getting them to post it. So it's kind of like guest posting, uh, but in this case, not willy-nilly. This is targeted, personalized link building. We don't get that many per month, and they are definitely adding up in terms of hours, like four hours of paid time to get one link as our average right now. Yeah, that's common. That's absolutely common to get a really good quality link that, that's going to count for something. Yeah. And now from the chat room, um, one of the uh, listeners has mentioned, what about traffic from the links in forums, like in a signature or something? Well, that that's exactly what we're talking about. Anything like that is no followed by default in 99% of the time. And no matter what, Google can tell that it's uh, a comment section and, and frankly devalues it anyway. Yeah, and, and like Ross said just a minute ago, those are good places to be. And if you actually get traffic from that, great, keep doing it. It's a good mm-hmm. place to be, but don't expect to get link value from that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's signatures are there for a reason. You, you know, you want people to be able to see who you are, and if they like what you say, they can always find out about you, and then even consider doing business with you. But yeah, don't think of it as an actual link building tactic. Uh, and like, Frank, for, I think probably half of India is doing that right now. Yeah. It's just unbelievable yeah. how many bad, poorly, well, India, Philippines, all these different places that have really, really low cost labor are just posting the absolute most horrid comments known to humankind. I mean, they're horrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, used to, we used to totally make fun of them. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. So if anyone's listening right now and wants to, you know, add any thoughts or anything about this, please go to our chat room, uh, webmasterradio.fm. Go there and you'll find a, a button for chat. And, you know, by all means, send us some questions as we go. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break and we'll talk to you in a bit. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy. 
to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. You have arrived at the destination for education and entertainment. WebmasterRadio.fm Because not everyone's last name is Gates. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So, we were talking about some of the misinformation that's out there these days. Oh, good grief. There is so much. And, and you know, the one that's the latest one, have you heard much about uh, the disavow tool causing problems out there, John? I haven't heard much about it causing problems other than I just kind of knew when they launched it there was a lot of talk about it. it's going to cause problems. So, has it actually started causing them? Well, you know, I posted a link, and I'll post it on the site actually right now. It's uh, from Web Pro News, and it's uh, – here, I'll post it right now – uh, it's discussing the links, uh, you know, the disavow tool, and has asked people to comment, you know, if, if they're freaked out about it and how they're responding to it. And uh, there's lots of very inform- in, in interesting uh, responses uh, I, sh- I think you should check out. But all in all, what is clear is that Google hasn't been clear. <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're trying. When have they ever been clear? <laughs> um, now, this is quite a bit to read, but I'm going to try and paraphrase this. Uh, essentially, uh, Matt Cutts did an a interview with Danny Sullivan, and, he re- and also in a blog post on the weekend, he did some uh, discussion as well. And he, he wants people to understand what's going on. We dis- we've disclosed before in the show how there's, two, there's a different type of link or a different type of warning that they're putting out in Google Webmaster Tools, one which is quite severe. It's got a yellow exclamation mark, and <laughs> one that's Jeez. not so much that isn't yellow. Um, 
And he says it clearly indicates, the one that's not yellow clearly indicates that this is just a, a warning that your site, some of the links to your site are being dis, dis what's the word for it? They're being devalued. Okay. Whereas, and, and so in other words, there are some links that are just are not good enough and they're being devalued. It's, it's like a warning that, yes, you should watch what you're doing, but not a warning that your site's about to drop. Now, that said, if the site you were linking or got a link from was boosting your site a lot, that's not Google penalizing you or anything. If it gets devalued, it's going to inherently devalue your Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. ...site and potentially impact your rankings. You can't do anything about that other than continuing to do proper link building. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, the other part was when you have the yellow exclamation mark, that is, da-da, you've been doing something wrong. Um, and you better work fast and get those things removed. If you've got an uncooperative site that will not take down a link, let Google know. File a spam report. Um, and I guess the irony is he doesn't mention the disavow tool at that point. So I guess you're supposed to try that first. So can I, can I ask a semi-serious question? <laughs> sure. Google's full of really smart people, right? Wow. Who's the idiot that came up with the idea that let's change the color of the exclamation point to tell them the difference between these two? What is that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> I just, I'm just at a loss for words. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but that's just ridiculous. Go no, on. please. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be said. I, I it's just, things like that just blow my mind. What are they thinking? Uh, he says, uh, so in other words, the ones that are, yeah, they're not, they're the white ones or whatever, the ones not yellow. <sighs> they're worth your attention, quote unquote. Fundamentally, it means we're distrusting some links to your site. We often take this action when we see a site that is mostly good, but might have some spammy or artificial links pointing to it. Now, frankly, when I think about the way they're running ram, ramshot around, roughshod about all these links and stuff, I worry about my own site. Because although I've got lots of great links, over the years, I've had people repost my content on garbage sites. And they don't seem to have, frankly, their system doesn't seem to have the intelligence right now to tell whether or not you posted it or someone else did. Do you agree? I, it feels like that to me. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not really sure how to deal with that because I think on those sites, so a lot of the sites that you're talking about that scrape content and repu republish it, a lot of those, the sites as a whole are not going to carry any weight. I think once the site's identified and, and they get identified, I mean, it's so easy to identify those kind of sites. Um, the, I don't think you have much to worry about because those links are not going to count for anything for anybody. Um, so, uh, I mean, <laughs> take 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 full advantage of that nice little spam reporting tool and help get the site dis dis uh, <laughs> what's disavowed or what's the word I'm looking for? I guess that's the right word. Um, I just love how they're recruiting us to to be snoops. Hey, if it helps us and it helps them at the same time, why not? <laughs> I just love how he ends it. Once again, confusingly, he says, I wouldn't classify these messages purely advisory or something to be ignored or only for innocent sites. On the other hand, I don't want site owners to panic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god damn this stuff drives me nuts yeah on one hand uh I, you know, I, I want the elections to go well, but on the other hand, I don't want either guy as my president. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyway, um, let's get to some questions. We got a few questions from some listeners. Uh, the first one's from Jeff. He says, I really like your show. I have a question that may be very basic, but I cannot seem to find a solid answer. We sell machinery on our website. As technology changes, we need to remove pages, and we don't want to lose the juice we received from, pa- from the page, so we want to install a redirect. Can you explain exactly how to do this? Is this done through HTML code, brackets we use Dreamweaver, on our hosting sites? We use GoDaddy. Any help would be appreciated. Let me take that, John. Um, I would, except I was reading something while you were reading the question, so I'm going to have to pass. <laughs> okay, no worries. He owns up to it at least. That would have been funny if you tried. Yes. Um, <laughs> I almost did. I was like, yeah, better not. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you've done – if you want to do a 301 redirect, first of all, uh, I'm proud to say we've got one of the best tutorials online for 301 redirects on Stepforth. It's unfortunately probably the bulk of the traffic to our website. <laughs> But it's it is very good. It's very detailed. Um, it'll explain the tech, technically how to do it. Um, it is it is done in the HT access file in most cases, uh, in, unless you've got a uh, and that's for Apache web servers. If you've got a Windows server, it's different. It's a lot different. Yeah, yeah, and not quite as simple. That's for sure. Now, uh, essentially, what you do is you make those changes. You say, I'm going to. This is not how you do the code, but essentially it's saying this is the old URL. This is where it's going now. Three hundred one, and and Google will look at that and go, okay, this means that you you've, it has moved. Let's move the juice to the new page. Uh, so no, it's not done through Dreamweaver. It's done through your host. But don't think of it as GoDaddy. Just think of it as your where you log in and you see all your files. You don't contact GoDaddy or whatever hosting company you got. You literally go into your site and edit the HT access file. If it's a Apache site, and if it's not Apache, then it's the uh, uh, what is it called? The trip. What is it called? The oh, I forgot the name of the program. For for what are you talking about? On on Windows servers, what is it called? Oh, ISAPI rewrite. Thank you. I haven't used that in so long. Anyway, we also have a yeah. tutorial for that on our site too. But um, I, I'm not sure how exactly up to date that part is, but it's. Uh, there's a lot to it um, at the beginning. Once you've done it once, you just really, literally create a template and you can do them on a fly. It's very simple then. Now, now, the, now the question, if, if we were sitting across the table from each other, Jeff, and you asked me that question, my question back to you would be, why do you have to remove pages? So you say the technology changes. Sure, I understand that, which means you could add new pages as the technology evolves. But why would you get rid of the information about the old technology? There's going to still be people out there with old technology. Unless you're just talking about a product page and you don't sell that anymore, then I, then I get it. But if you're talking about and, you know, content pages that have information about your products and technology, there's no reason to get rid of that content because there's going to be people out there that still have those old machines and that old technology that may need some resources. And if it is just a product page that you're talking about, quit it. Get pages that have content that can be used as resources because you're going to do much better in search overall anyway. I 100% agree. That's great because I actually ran into this this weekend. We were trying to buy a washer and dryer. We did end up buying it, but 
it was agony trying to find any details on them because they're just a year old. Well, a year old apparently in technology, even for washers and dryers, is a long time. So I couldn't find very much info, mostly because I expect Sears, in this case where they originally came from, just removed the information and, and just put in new stuff. It's so frustrating. So, yeah, be one of those people that have that information online. It, it could be a big boon for you. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. And the next question is from Corey. Corey asked, uh, will adding links on Craigslist have any negative impact on my website? I have a new store and thought I could leverage Craigslist to drive some tra- extra traffic to the website. Thanks. I'm checking right now, but I think Craigslist is no follow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I would, I would think so. I, know, I don't know offhand for sure, but I, I would say that, you know, uh, it's, if you do get a links on Craigslist, it's, it's about as weak as they get in terms of passing any link juice. Yeah, um, 100%, 100% if, confirmed no follow on Craigslist. There you go. So, you know, they're not passing any link juice. Uh, so it's, it's perfectly safe to do that. Uh, I wouldn't go about spamming it. But go in there and just use it. And uh, uh, I, I think it's actually a very legitimate way to get business. I, I use it all the time. Um, oh, yeah, I, I do too. Yeah. I, I find actually I'm using more of the local ones versus Craigslist, but I do go on there still. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little antiquated. They haven't done enough updates to it. Well, that's part of its charm, that it's just like this old school text website. I love that about it. I think uh, we're. I think you're going to be in the minority soon, though. Yeah. <laughs> you like the old BBX days, probably. Yeah, I'm in the minority about a lot of things. I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about John and his minority. <laughs> SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. SES Chicago 2012 returns to the Hyatt Regency in Chicago. November 12th to the 16th. Experience three days of breakout sessions. Meet the expert roundtables, workshops, on-site training from the Click Z Academy, and more. Join us for SES Chicago 2012. November 12th to the 16th. Log on to SESConference.com and register today. That's SESConference.com. How much time do you spend on SEO research and competitor analysis? What if we told you that there was an easier, faster way? Searchmetrics SEO software propels you to top positions on search engines around the world with our unique global search, social, and competitive data in over 60 countries. Gain a competitive advantage today with Searchmetrics.com. That's Searchmetrics.com. Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. 
Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt. (laughs) <laughs> nice, nice way. <laughs> you need to say my name that way all the time. <laughs> oh, and I shouldn't forget, John Carcutt is the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Digital. Nice. I'm gonna have to remember <laughs> that. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to start calling you Ross Dunn. <laughs> when people okay. you're entering the boxing ring. All right. Well, let's do. Um, well, we got one more question here. That, well, that that is just it's a great one. It's from um, Mike, one of our common listeners here. Thank you, Mike. It says if I have a domain and I'm running a blog uh, on a subdomain, so blog.website.com, does the domain authority generated by the subdomain pass up to the main domain? So from blog.website.com to website.com. I thought it didn't, but I just had a discussion with someone who was certain that a subdomain's impact would improve the perception of the main domain. Yeah, that that's uh, that's a bit outdated what he's talking about there. I mean, it, it, there is a certain amount. Like, what happens is, okay, it used to be that subdomains, because um, I use this tactic all the time, you could create very beneficial sites that would actually act as a different website, with, as, although it's a subdomain. Uh, and they were all the link popularity was collected differently. Now, Google has made it so they merge. So it doesn't matter if you've got a ton of subdomains and they all have lots of links, they're not individually getting the benefit of those links as much as the entire site is. Now, did I put it out the right way, John? Yeah, to, to put it simply, um, with not so many words. <laughs> it, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> it, it used to be that subdomains were, complete, were treated as completely different websites. It's totally separate from any other subdomain or the main website itself. So um, the last part of his question was, so www.domain.com was a completely different website than just domain.com or blog.domain.com. Completely different websites. And I'm using way too many words because I said I was going to be short. Anyway. (laughs) 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 Nowadays, um, they've somewhat, not completely, it's not all 100% the same. So it's not like any link pointing to any subdomain counts for the entire domain. They have merged them somewhat, but it's not 100%. So if you have a really strong site on a subdomain, it can actually be stronger than your main domain. So um, it's not completely separate like it used to be. They do impact each other now. They didn't used to have any impact, but now they do. So you need to be wary of that when you're building links. Um, I, I always still to this day will tell you if you have a choice between a subdirectory on your domain or a subdomain, unless you are willing to treat that subdomain like a separate website. So you have as much content being published. You have enough um, resources to do link building to it as a separate site. Go ahead and do it that way. Otherwise, you're much better off putting it in a subdirectory and continuing to throw those resources and that effort and energy towards your main site. Yeah, and and well, and when it comes right down to it, it doesn't matter if you've got a lot of money. You're going to get way more benefit if you can keep it on the main site. Yes. Yeah, because if that content's there, it's good. It's getting all the links. So then you just can have that many more links on the site. So it's a good thing. Um, now, at the end of that question, Mike, you did say there's this is this is why there's encouragement to push non-triple-w domain URLs to their triple-w domain with a 301 to concentrate authority. Now, that's different. 
If I read that right, that's different. That's if it, it if, used to, it used to be the same. He used to be right back when they treated the two as separate websites. But I know where you're going now, and it is different today. Yeah, and you still want to do that. You still want if you've got a uh, like uh, stepforth.com versus www.stepforth.com. I would if I if I've cho- chosen triple W as the one that I'm marketing, I do want to make sure there's a 301 redirect from the non triple W. So just stepforth.com should 301 redirect to triple W dot stepforth.com. And and there's 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 a myth as to why that's important in the SEO world. What do, what's the myth, Ross? Do you know what the myth is? No. The myth is that the main reason to do that is to avoid duplicate content issues. That's a uh, myth. That's a long time back, though. Yeah, that's a myth. A lot of people still think, though, that you want to make sure that, that you're doing that so you don't have duplicate content issues because you have a site on WW and the same site on non-WW. The real reason that you want to make sure that gets done today is because of... You're, if you don't have that 301, you're basically cannibalizing and weakening and diversifying your link profile because some people will link to it with WW, some people will link without. And if you don't have those redirects in place, you're, you're pretty much weakening your overall site link profile because you now have two separate link profiles. Now, by saying it's a myth, John, that means that it never was the case. But I think it was a case when that caused duplicate content when Google, when Google was less you're, sophisticated. You're, you're, that, that's true. I agree. Maybe myth isn't the right word. It's a misconception today because of the history of, of this this uh, subdomain issue. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for the questions. Um, really appreciate it. There was one we didn't get to, but we'll pass that over to the next show. And well, we, uh, we can we can get to it. It's going to take like one second to answer. Okay, go for it. So, so Greg wrote in via email. He says, "How do you think search engines like header tags, like H2s um, and the like, if I write a three to five hundred words?" and I have five H2s with the keyword in it, does that look spammy? So the real quick answer is yes, absolutely spam, and it's not going to help you at all to have that many H2s with your keyword in it. Um, I don't even know how to go into how spammy that is. <laughs> you're, I mean, if you're trying to put five headers in an article that's, Let's say that you take the long version, 500 words, that's a header per 100 words. That alone is kind of spammy. Then if you put the same keyword in each one of those headers, you're just dooming yourself for failure. <laughs> doom. I like that. Yeah, it's North definitely doom. doom. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's no good. I mean, really, headings, using them for keywords is b- bad enough uh, as on a regular, like, dense basis. You know, I still use headings. I still make sure that they're somewhat optimized, even though there's proof that doesn't work very well anymore, if if at all. But I still do it because I think it's a good practice. But you wouldn't want to do it that many times, and especially with the same keyword at all times. No, no good. So there you go. I'd go as far as saying that could impact you negatively. That could be a red flag that that you're trying, that you're going to over-optimizing your site. And that's going to be a panda issue. Pandas. Damn pandas. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Um, well, be, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thanks for joining us today. SEO 101 will be compiling a few extra credit episodes coming up to prepare for the busy holiday season. As a result, please take this opportunity to post lots of questions on Facebook, and that's at facebook.com slash SEO 101 podcast. In the meantime, if you have anything urgent or anything, please don't, you know, feel free to give me a call or a call. Well, I guess you can call me on my website, but email me. Uh, 
<laughs> Ross at stepforth.com. That's S-T-E-P-F-O-R-T-H.com. And, uh, or you can reach John Carcutt via Twitter at John Carcutt. Have a great week, everyone. And remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on Web- webmasterradio.fm. Hey, I'd like, to, I'd, like to, I'd like to add before we close off, Ross, that, you know, if you can, donate to the Red Cross for the Hurricane Sandy. All you have to do is text 90999 to donate 10 bucks. Um, you know, please help the people here need it. Do what you can. And thanks for listening, everybody. Excellent. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today.